0: I actually ended up watching the Big Bad Beetleborg movie instead.
1: (laughs) We have to go back! Hello everyone, welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today we are reviewing the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers colon the movie from 1995 way back when flash
0: it on back
1: (laughs) yes now this movie uh we are reviewing in honor of the 2017 reboot of power rangers so there's no mighty morphin in the reboot it's just power rangers
0: they're of variable strength and they
1: stay basically the same yep power rangers (laughs) <laughs> and uh it's 2017 so they didn't feel the need to put the movie in the title oh we understand
0: Rangers. that we paid money to go to a movie
1: Yes. oh this is one of those movies i've heard of
0: although in all fairness whenever i see a netflix original series they won't let me forget it
1: it's a netflix original series the movie <laughs> Uh, So this movie is an adaptation of the TV show of the same name, The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which was the first introduction to the Power Rangers franchise in America in the 90s. Uh, And it was I'm just going to give you guys just some brief Power Rangers history or as brief as I can, because Power Rangers has such a interesting and intricate and complicated history. Yeah, no kidding. I tried to look up one
0: easy question about Power Rangers and it took me 20 minutes of reading through
1: the history of this. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Okay.
0: I thought that was a simple question. I was way
1: off. Yeah, there are so there are over 12 incarnations, like over 12 that I know for sure of Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is the American show that uses action footage from um, three Super Sentai shows. Um, I'm going to butcher the name. Um, Kyaru Sentai Zayu Ranger, which is season one. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. then there's Ghosty Sentai uh, Diary Ranger, uh, which is for season two. Uh, which is okay. where we get the White Ranger from. The White Ranger is from that series. Um, And then Um, there's Ninja Sentai uh, Kaku Ranger, which is season three of the series. um, Which me? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think not. (laughs) And that's from uh, versions of the Power Rangers where aliens are involved. Like I said, it's complicated. So so the premise of the American Power Rangers is uh, Zordon, which is a alien space giant head um, sealed away this evil woman named Rita Repulsa uh, on the moon. He like put her in this chamber on the moon and she's been safe. And Zordon lives on earth kind of being this um, self-proclaimed protector of earth. Um, Then because you know, the nineties, some careless moon, uh, astronauts, uh, released Rita. She's like, great, I'm released. I'm going to take over Earth again. And because of that, was uh, like, hey, well, time to find me some teens with attitude and give them the power of the Power Rangers. And then they regularly fight Rita and her monster of the week and then ultimately when it's time for them to morph there's a morphing part they morph into the Power Rangers which are these color coordinated superheroes who fight crime and do things like that but then when it gets too tough they hop into their zords that are also appropriately coordinated and are reflecting of all these different uh, prehistoric animals And then they can all combine together into a super megazord that usually does the trick and beats the alien. Wash, rinse, repeat for over 60 episodes. That's right. There are 60 episodes in the first season of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Season 1, 60 episodes. Top that any show (laughs) gave you that information because you have to have that information in order to understand this movie because they they give you a wall of text at the very beginning and then good luck hopefully you watch the power rangers (laughs) yeah you wouldn't be here if you didn't right exactly that's uh the super bridge synopsis of the power ranger series uh in the movie is the adaptation of that series. It came out in 1995. So basically the trend in the 90s was if it made a successful movie, you made a cartoon or TV series about it, and same, vice versa. If it was a successful TV series or cartoon, you made it into a movie. Uh, so they made the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie in 1995. I remembered so distinctly it was a Sunday Um I remember they were showing Spider Man on Sunday because they were like, "Hey, at 7 p.m., kids, we're gonna show this behind-the-scenes featurette for the new Power Rangers movie." And they showed Saturday morning cartoons on Sunday. My brain was wrinkled. I'm like, "Oh, get to watch Spider Man on Sunday!" And then uh, Tommy and Kimberly, played by Jason David Frank and Amy Jo Johnson, respectively. Like, hosted this whole, like, hey, look at the the behind-the-scenes and making of this new Power Rangers. And you got to see part of the new Zords, and it looked amazing in 1995. Mm -hmm. It looked phenomenal (laughs) in 1995.
0: Uh, (laughs) Little asterisk up there.
1: Yeah, little asterisk. Uh, So, when the movie was released, it grossed $66 worldwide, which was a big deal in 1995. Uh, it had a budget of about 15 million, and that was considered like pretty solid. And that's what they were expecting. This is before like a hundred million dollars were the norm in the box office. It um, it was never number one at the box office, um, and understandably so because it opened uh, fourth to Apollo 13. And Pocahontas and Batman Forever were still looming in the number one and two spot uh, in in 1995.
0: And the movie was not without some critical recognition. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was nominated for one award. It was the Young Artist Award. Um, And they got a nomination for Best Young Supporting Actor in a Feature Film going to Steve Cardenas also known
1: as Rocky the Red Ranger. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, the movie was released on VHS and Laserdisc because if you the the only real way to watch Power Rangers is on the most powerful format, which is Laserdisc, and it even had a sequel, Turbo: colon, A Power Rangers Movie, which was the third incarnation of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So there's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, then there's uh, Power Rangers Zeo, and then there's Power Rangers Turbo. Mm. So it was the bridge between... Yeah,
0: I mean, call me old-fashioned, but I'm sorry, I just don't
1: think that Turbo
0: and Colon should ever be that close together.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they had some very confusing tie-in products. (laughs) It was very confusing for... Kids in the night. It's not an action figure. <laughs> yeah, this movie, I remember so much about.
0: I saw it in theaters. I collected the toys. I went to McDonald's and I got the little coins that you can put in the the belt yeah. clip. Yeah, man, I was all about this. I forgot most of it in the subsequent years, but in the moment, I was there.
1: Oh, I love this movie. I remember that. I remember the Christmas where man oh it it was santa or maybe one of my aunts who got me this but it was it was the the eagle or the falcon zord like the one that had all the pistols in the in the wings where he just yeah oh my gosh i remember that i was like he
0: moves his wings forward and
1: yeah I, i remember thinking that was the coolest thing ever and i just i just loved 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 this movie so much And I remember so fondly the special effects holding up. Oh, I remember. And and we'll get into that um, very, very soon. A couple of uh, pretty interesting facts uh, that I didn't even realize until this time around watching. But um, the voice of Alpha 5 was Richard Wood. Richard Wood is the voice of um, Daggett from the Angry Beavers and Invader Zim. Hmm. I didn't realize yeah. that. Like, I I love yeah. this guy. I was just like, that voice sounds super familiar. And I was like, oh, that's Zim. He just is perfect. And he was the voice from 93 to 95, I believe. That's, I think, how long Alpha was around. Ricky, we
0: would be remiss in our podcast duties if we were not to share the tagline of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. You ooze, you lose. (laughs) Wait, no, that's... (laughs) I mean, I think that's true both in a marketing sense for this movie and a medical sense. That's it. That's not the tagline. Shut up. Uh... Let me see if there are any other... Oh, there are a couple of other ones. There are a couple of other ones. You lose, you lose. is like one of the lower rated ones. But there's also... The power of teamwork overcomes all. Oh, wow. it's another one. Uh, if you don't like that, there was... The power is on! Is a separate one. And then... Each has a power. Each has a purpose. And together, they will face their greatest adventure. That's less of a tagline <laughs> and more like... Yeah, you know, a pep talk. But
1: <laughs> many of you may remember uh, growing up with Jason, famously being the Red Ranger, and Trini being the Yellow Ranger, and Zach being the Black Ranger. Um, this happened, yeah. I want to say, f- within forty-ish episodes after the three of them have departed from the show. Um, they're, they like passed on the Ranger legacy to rocky aisha and um and uh, frog guy what's his name <laughs> adam <laughs> yeah so um so i remember when that happened too. i remember and it was because so, they like left in like the most awkward way because uh, they never showed them like i remember the, there's an episode where they said hey they're going off to I don't know, like model you in or something like that. And they were only in costume, but the actors themselves never said anything. They said, but they chose these guys to to take on the role. And uh, and so that was that was how that happened in the TV show. So that's why they are there. And then Tommy, who once was the Green Ranger, the evil Green Ranger, then turned good, had to give up his power ranger power because he was under the control of rita repulsa then became the white ranger um, and the new leader of the team so there's some backstory for you that i just have from my memory
0: well also you gotta take into account there there was another member of the power rangers that was not featured in this movie um, as prominently as people expected and that was Billy's glasses. <laughs> uh, Billy started phasing out the use of his trademark glasses, and eventually they were gone. By the time he got to like space or wherever he went, it was like, I got twenty-twenty vision. Yeah.
1: yeah, He actually left during Tur- uh, right before Turbo, um, famously mm-hmm. in Turbo. And again, this is all just from memory. There's this kid, just like a, like an actual kid, who became the Blue Ranger. And he, part of his morphing was that he just grew <laughs> to like a six foot tall person.
0: Did he like scream with pain <laughs> at his bones growing every time he did it?
1: Uh- <laughs> I'm tall. Not worth it. Um.
0: Grow, grow, Power Rangers.
1: Uh, that's some backstory, some history. Let's get into our reactions. Um, so like we said, we both grew up watching this movie, and let's just get this over with, just round the gate. Good night did those effects not hold up? Like, not hmm. even yeah. a little yeah. bit. not even to the standard where it's just like, oh, well, I can see where they're going for. It's just like, no, it's like like we we are so far away from scorpion king for them to even think like episode one isn't even out yet they're not even they haven't even gotten to the point where they're like we i think we can do this and it was just oh man oh just this i i didn't yeah, I didn't remember them like
0: that because in my mind's VHS player they had used miniatures like they do on the show. That I was imagining them being like solid existing in a matter form. But no, that's like mm, it's I mean you got to think this came out just a few years after Toy Story. Oh, um, after Oh, yeah, yeah, after. This was in 95, and Toy Story was in hold for the edit, also 95. (laughs) So let me try to salvage my comment. Nope, came out before. This came out a couple months (laughs) before Toy Story. How do you expect him to top Toy Story? It hadn't even come out yet.
1: Oh, man. Like, I... Yeah, I guess, like, Pixar was just holding out. They said, listen, we've got the keys. They're like, oh, they are going to be so peeved when they see what we did with toys. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I just, I was just, I was just astounded. at Mainly the Zords. Everything else is just like, okay, this is, like, standard. No, but uh, Ivan Ooze and the Zords were just, like, massively just not <laughs> crazy.
0: So my my reaction, seeing it as an adult now, was um, I I didn't recognize back then that they had fallen into a trap that so many movie adaptations fall into, which is you have all of this like money and resources that are poured into it, and it changes the original so much that it takes you away from like why you went to see the movie. Like they they were able to build on the idea of. Um, the Ninjetti and they have different costumes and they have different zords and it's like I want to go to the movie to see the television show on the big screen Yes, essentially. Like when we went and saw the Doctor Who 50th it felt like a Doctor Who episode. It had more dynamics to it with having multiple Doctors but it still essentially felt like just a long episode which is great. This felt like something else and I, I think it's interesting to to like figure out why that happens so that it can be prevented. Um, Which is why I'm really glad that um, like the new power Rangers is just a total reboot because there, there isn't that expectation of, Hey, you watch this on television and now it's in the movies. It's like, this is a whole new thing from the start, new aesthetic, new story. So just kind of dive in here because we barely got to see them in their, their standard uniforms. Or in and they're like uh morphine poses. And so that was a weird thing that I did not remember. And I was like, I am waiting for a putty to show up. Not a single putty. Wear the putties.
1: Yeah, it is interesting because uh this movie is not canon. Like it does not fit into any of the actual uh Power Rangers TV series. Like there are some similarities Um, because there is a time when they did have those uh, Ninjeti costumes in the show that made kids think, oh, this is the thing Mm. for the thing. Um, But it just famously is just not canon within the show at all.
0: Right, because their new costume, they didn't keep the the different animals afterwards, right? No,
1: and they actually had completely different uh, zords altogether. But there was a point in time in the Power Rangers series where they did lose the power of the power coins, um, and so they did have to find a different power source and they had to use the power source of Zeo, which is where Power Rangers Zeo came into play because it had a different power source. It was no longer the Dino power coins. It was now the Zeo force. Um, and then the same thing kind of happened with turbo. Like it's finding the new source for the new power suits. So that was the thing that happened. But the thing that happened with the Zords is that the Zords in the TV show were, were way cooler. So when they did lose the powers of the the Megazord, they went into the um the Dragon Zords, which was like this giant like um Mushu like Komodo dragon, like red Komodo dragon that would just rode through and the Zord looked amazing. And they just had like all these other really really cool Megazords that was just really better than an ape, a crane, another bird, a wolf, a bear, and a frog. Like the, um, and so that line, I got a frog, <laughs> was actually thrown in by Johnny, uh, the actor who played Adam. Like that was actually thrown in. He's like, please keep this because this is a really lame animal that you guys gave me. <laughs> the Power Rangers show, just because it is partly from an existing series um, in. Doing a lot of adaptations and adding on and filling in the gaps from a lot of the action sequences from there, they paid this really close attention to make the uh, American series match the Japanese acting. So that's why you see the Power Rangers—they move their hands a lot, for example. Well, that was very prominent in the Japanese series. Right. Like they do that a lot, and so they tried to make it match, and so that it didn't seem so drastic, like cgi spider-man so it's just like and now we're going into the mm-hmm. japanese yeah. footage um they they did it they made it so that it seemed fluid in that uh both footage is footage i footages, footages you're in dangerous ground ricky <laughs> <laughs> that the film looked right um but this movie it was so different like the the all the the suits the power ranger suits were completely different um, completely redesigned, and um, and not only that, but the the command center, the interior of the command center was completely different. So it was just a huge departure from the show. So I know a lot of kids in 1995 were probably like, I feel like I'm in the wrong house. <laughs> like, see, like I mean, these are the same acts, but I just feel like this is different.
0: Well, because they also got different scanners in their helmets, too. Yeah. Like uh, Aisha had the, the flashlights. Rocky had the like laser heat seeker scanner. Yeah. That they never used again, like a Jedi <laughs> sprint.
1: Hey, uh, do we need to scan anything ever again?
0: I mean, absolutely, but let's not. Oh, and we're probably also going to be fighting exclusively in broad daylight. For the <laughs> remainder of all series, right? Exclusively. Okay, yeah. I did read an interesting thing that there was a part of the scene where Zordon is giving them the backstory on Ivan. He it was in the theatrical cut, but not in any subsequent releases, where he is like bestowing those upgrades on them. Um, but they they cut that part, and the only two that really use them we see being like Rocky and Aisha. So it, it was like well. I guess that was it. But I am curious, and I don't remember what the other upgrades were. Like, What, what could mm-hmm. they have been? Well,
1: the, one of the things that they did, kind of touching on the helmets as well, is that originally all the my Power Rangers in the Power Ranger suits, um, at one point in time, the director was like, yeah, you can't really tell their emotions when they're in the helmet. So they made it so that the visors were clear and that they didn't have like the, the oh. sunglasses. Uh, tempered glass gl- visor and it was just clear and they recorded it and they realized it looked terrible <laughs> and so they reshot those scenes with the visors put back in like at the end of production like a month after they had shot it
0: yeah wouldn't they just look like a bunch of NASCAR drivers like that? yes
1: they would. and they- he was like oh I realize now that we don't need to see their emotions and that when they're in the suits they're just supposed to be um, really awesome um, but we, we've said on the podcast that we recognize
0: every movie is a miracle. And if uh, you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. So one of the things that I really appreciate about this movie, though, is they took risks with a very valuable IP. Um, risks like seeing Zordon outside of his time chamber. That was huge. It well it made a very detached character more accessible too, but yeah, it's hard to watch.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that Zordon was like a human person inside of a little pod. Like, oh he's outside of his time loop. I'm like, um, what are you saying? Like, oh yeah, he's rapidly aging because he was in this time stasis. I'm like, I I watch Power Rangers a lot and I don't remember this time stasis being a thing. Lot of lot of
0: strong risks. Um like Putting them in different costumes, also a strong risk slash brilliant for the action figures. Um, but it's uh, you know something that is not taken lightly. And I can only imagine the back and forth uh, at the studio of being like, we want to take the Power Rangers that are known for these specific dinosaurs and we want to make them animals. be like, ah, <laughs> mm, okay. So that process alone is like, that's that's a tough battle.
1: Oh yeah. All right. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, what if we create completely new Power Rangers? No, but they like the, the kids like the TV show one. Okay, great. So we'll just give them new Zords. Okay, great. So new Zords and new helmets. No, 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 no. Keep the dinosaur theme and give them new. Um, I don't know. My kid went to the zoo. Uh, what's your favorite animal? Oh, I like the apes. Okay. Uh. one down yeah and and having things like more
0: backstory to zordon like the fact that they met somebody that he had previously known was a big thing like dulcia um having known zordon like that adds a lot more layers to zordon um and also establishes
1: her as the new green ranger from what fabric she had on her one of the things i didn't realize as a kid is that like zordon sent them through space so that he's like, hey, you guys are flying past the moon to some other planet, which also has oxygen and gravity like Earth. Trust me. <laughs> and that those birds that Ivan sent after him flew from Earth to wherever they were. Yeah. these birds are committed. And boy, I bet their arms are tired. <laughs>
0: You haven't noticed the difference between LA and New York? <laughs> um I I also read that Dulce was originally uh played by Mariska Haggerty from Law and Order, which uh establishes my uh idea that Power Rangers always had one missing franchise, and that was Power Rangers SVU. Dun 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 dun, dun. Go, go! Dun, 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 dun.
1: It's headcanon time! Pterodactyl! <laughs> you know, if there is
0: ever a movie to do headcanon for, it is uh, a movie with a
1: giant head in a glass tube. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> so, headcanon is the part of the show where we talk about unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film so here's my biggest piece of headcanon so we haven't talked a lot about this but we have um apocalypse i'm sorry ivan ooze um ivan ooze who (laughs) who is the main villain who is just literally cut from the same cloth or dare i say lamp of aladdin like Dude is just an evil genie. He's he's just an evil Mm. genie, and that and Aladdin came out in ninety two. So I can't help but think that that's not a coincidence. Um, They're like, hmm, because he kept on making so many references. And he said, I've missed so many evil things. The plague, the Spanish Inquisition, the Brady Bunch reunion. Like he just kept I'm like, how do you know that? How do you know any of that? Yeah. Unless he did the apocalypse upload. You're right. <laughs> right. Weapons <laughs> learning. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, maybe mainly, mainly my large piece of headcanon is that um, Ivan. Ooh, no, I'm going to switch it. The genie is an alien because if Ivan Ooze is also an a- alien, uh, so is the genie because they are just basically, yeah, he's only humanoid, yeah, yeah, and he did huh. all the things like, he, oh man, he's he could he he did the he transformed into like the wizard looking guy, um, who's like giving out free products to kids, which just it's terrible for your margins, business-wise. <laughs> That's my headcanon.
0: 10,000 years and an egg will give you such a crick in the neck.
1: Oh, man. Talk about hard-boiled. I was cracking up in there. Oh, all right. Scramble the birds. These are the yolks, people.
0: <laughs> All right, so my piece of headcanon, and I got to say that I am shocked that you didn't take this headcanon. I thought for sure I wasn't going to be able to turn in my homework because you would have said it first. Uh, It's basically that Zordon is a time lord. We know that he has control over some kind of time, but the thing that made me think about it was the literal design of the power station. It looks like the inside of a TARDIS. I was like, they obviously have the same interior decorator. And I was like, wait a minute. What if it is him? Could that work? Now you have to, you know, kind of make the jump by saying he's undercover or whatever, a different alias, much like a John Smith. Uh, Cause I'm not saying he's not just a time Lord. I'm saying he is the doctor. Um, and so he's, he's on earth as this alias. This He's defended it for many years. Um, And this is his final regeneration because, spoiler alert to all things Power Rangers, if you continue on in Zordon's story, he eventually is killed when his good energy is released to combat the bad energy, um, turning Rita Repulsa into just a normal human and taking away all of her powers. Mm -hmm. Um, So that would be like the end of it. Energy, much like the time energy that uses uh, that he uses to regenerate. So this is the final regeneration. The reason he stays in the the time warp is because uh, he has lost his um, his ability to like maintain his age, which is why he rapidly ages. And you start to see him look more like the Doctor looked in uh, in the Christmas episode, uh, which was Matt Smith's farewell episode. He starts to look very much like that. Um, there's there's that element to it. And then I thought, no, there's something missing besides him just being the Doctor and that just being the TARDIS, which is located in a quarry, by the way. <laughs> um, the Doctor also is a big fan, obviously, of dinosaurs on spaceships. You get enough of that in Power Rangers. But the thing that was really missing for me is who the heck would Alpha 5 be? Well, I think we all know who that is k9 lives Oh
1: my goodness grace he went
0: from k9 into handles the cyberman head into alpha five
1: absolutely brilliant
0: if you want to extend it a little more you can also look at dulcia who uh, has a striking resemblance to one of the doctor's former companions um but there are those those connections there i was also thinking about the companions with the power rangers and it's not in the doctor style to have like six companions so i was wondering like who is the companion and if you look at the scene resort on is dying and they're all coming together the one that stays behind next to his side is kimberly and i honestly believe that kimberly is the doctor's final companion and she says all the things that companions usually say, like, like, you're like a father to me. You're like family to me. I'm going to stay by you. We have to do this for him. And the other rangers are there to protect Kimberly um, because he knows he will, he will never have a companion quite like this again. That's solid. Well, and you, you also look at the form that he usually takes, a giant head and a thing of glass. You, he would get that idea from Captain Jack.
1: Oh, yes. I love it. Here, Here's my last piece of headcanon. So we've established that uh, the Power Rangers, this movie is not canon within the television show, right? And mm-hmm. so if that's not canon, then what would be canon? Well, here's the thing. If the only other version that is canon within the movie universe is the turbo one, we only have like two American-based giant robot movies, right? Unless we include Pacific Rim. (laughs) This movie takes place in the same universe as Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim is the solution to the Power Rangers. Because I basically... Power Rangers kinda pose the same threat in the kind of superhero comic book world that like Superman does to Lex Luthor. It's just like, okay, well, sure he has all this power, but like what do we have defense wise against him? The Pacific Rim Mm -hmm. project was in was a response to the Power Rangers always taking the power into their own hands. And so that's why they have just like this like government-based. Like, all right, well, if we are going to face a threat, we're not going to wait for the Power Rangers. We're going to have our own. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah,
0: it's their Iron Patriot. Yeah, exactly. Nice. I did not see Pacific Rim, so I have no follow-up.
1: <laughs> Perfect. All right, now we're going to go into recast and remake. If this movie were to be made today... Who would we cast and what would the subject uh, line matter be? Subject line. Subject matter be. What would the movie be about? Um, here's, the, here's the thing. Like we, like we said, there is already a Power Rangers movie being made. Here's what I would do differently, though. For those of you who don't know, there are multiple incarnations of Power Rangers. We've said this before. There are like over 12. And what we mean by there are over 12 incarnations, meaning that there are different versions and story backgrounds for Power Rangers. There's a version of Power Rangers in space where they are like this space patrol. It's like Star Trek, but with Power Rangers. They have a Power Rangers Lost Gap or uh, they have a Power Rangers Time Force where they travel through time. Literally travel through time to like fight crime in different time periods. There is one called Power Rangers Mystic Force, where the whole premise is kid you not, the Power Rangers are wizards, they're just wizards, wizards like actual You're wizards. A wizard Tommy, <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's Power Rangers SPD, where they are the Power Rangers are like the elite, um, a team for this police squad. It's like so there's like a different story background basically that goes into all these different versions of power rangers, especially the ones that are past, uh, turbo because after, after turbo, pretty much all of the original cast has kind of been phased out. And so it, it feels less of an obligation to be like what it was before in the series. Uh So all that being said, um, If I were to make a Power Ranger movie today, I would make it um, closer to the storyline of one of my favorite versions of Power Ranger, which is uh, Power Rangers Wild Force. I grew up, uh, I want to say Wild Force was in reruns um, when I was in high school. Um, So it was the one since I was a kid that I actually got to watch week to week, and it was awesome my favorite thing about that is that they're morphers like instead of it being like a belt thing it was a flip phone that they flipped out and they pressed this button and then they morphed it was one of my favorites (laughs) it was the 10th incarnation of Power Rangers and I just loved it Um, Wild Force was just one of my favorites and it's basically like they're kind of like like park rangers to some degree because it was very like Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the Power Rangers had, like, the the force of, like, a fish. The other one had, like, a bull. The other was, like, a lion. Um, And so that's kind of the whole thing was. So I think that that could be, like, a fun it – it would basically be, like, the uh, Rescue Rangers – not Rescue Rangers. Uh, It would be, like, the Planeteers if they could also fight. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that's what I would want it to be. Just, I think a movie version of any of that, that or a Power Rangers SPD, I think would be a lot of fun just because it's like um like a better RoboCop reboot, basically.
0: If I could design my own Power Rangers franchise, uh just that, that would be my reboot, um, it would be uh called Power Rangers Gods and Monsters. And they would be um like they would be housed on Mount Olympus and each of them, it'd be like a mix of Greek and Roman gods, but like their powers would be derived from like Hercules and roll. Well, yeah, he's a demigod, but they'd be derived from like Athena and Zeus and all that. Um, Dionysus always having a crazy time, <laughs> but like they would be those incarnations um, and each one of them, like their, their totem basically to, to morph would be, Um, like, part of the planet that they are named after. So, like, Mars slash Apollo, he would have, like, a piece, like, a rock from Mars. um, And that would be his connection to it. And then the monsters they would fight would be, like, Hydra and, like, all of the the ancient monsters um, from back then. But it'd be, like, a modern take on the ancient uh, mythology. Nice.
1: I like that. I would also love to see, um, like, for them to do the. There's a one. There's one called uh, Power Rangers Ninja Storm, where they're basically um, like this, like off, kind of remote, like uh, it's like real, like ninja based, um, where they're just like, oh no, like, well, once you master this like these three it's like basically ninja turtles but with instead Mm. of turtles they're power rangers um and it would be that and i think that would be a lot of fun uh as as far as casting goes um i would just get like if we like if we were to you know the typical model some versions of power rangers it's like the team of five some in later seasons they kind of shifted to three plus like a green ranger or white ranger type um, person adding on um that's Mm. typically the formula if we were to follow that formula casting wise um i would have um everyone be jackie chan and uh (laughs) and that would be it see
0: i would just you know convert the cast of new girl into the new cast (laughs) of power rangers
1: all of them yes let me ask you this. If you were a Power Ranger, uh, what would you want your uh, animal to be? I'd probably want my
0: animal to be like a gorilla or something like that. Um, but it would more than likely be a giraffe or a puffin. I could be a puffin oh, that's good. because then I could fly, I could walk on land, and I could swim. That's nice. Man, I would want mine to
1: puffin. (laughs) Just shouting that out, puffin. We've already lost. Uh, I would like to be. I think a turtle would be a pretty cool. Um, I say pretty cool. I would just like it, but then it would probably be green, and then I don't know how you would represent that, like in a helmet form, except for just like a lot of wrinkles. Was there ever an incarnation of the
0: Power Rangers where they became that thing, like the anamorphic Power Rangers? So,
1: not animal-wise, but in the Power Rangers Dino Thunder, um, there was an incarnation where um, they found these stones that gave them different um, dinosaur powers. So one, one guy was super fast, um, like a raptor. And one guy had basically impenetrable skin, like a, a triceratops. And one of them had, like, the voice of, like, they could do, like, a siren-type uh, voice blast, like, mm-hmm. a pterodactyl, I think. Uh, but they 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 took yeah. on, like, the physical features. So, like, just as humans, like, even without morphing, mm-hmm. they had those abilities.
0: And they always, like, stayed together?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you're saying they do roam in herds. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Amazing. And now we're going to go into our final part of the review, which is giving you our reasons to recommend. Uh, so, Grayson, why would you recommend The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, colon, the movie? Movie,
0: I would I would recommend. Oh yeah, that was also going to be my my pitch for a revamp. Is call it Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie, the TV show. <laughs> um, just adapt it into a Netflix yes. series. Uh, no, I would recommend this movie because uh, it is a great character example of how to take a a being like Zordon that is so detached and so like deus ex machina and the way that he can just fix things with power um and put him in a position of vulnerability and build on the relationship of like yeah if zordon were in jeopardy the rangers actually care for him as a person um, and would come to his aid and go to the far stretches of the galaxy and the universe to to save him not save the world but save him Um, And so I think there are some great selfless acts in that. Um, And it's, that to me was the value of it was, was building character relationships. You can strip down all of the, the dinosaurs and the abilities and the costumes and all that at the heart of it is this relationship that these six teenagers have grown together. um, But it's because of Swordon and they, they just care for him. And that's something that was often glossed over in the show. It was ca- kind of like a Charlie's angels type relationship where they were just like being assigned to these things by him. But here they really flipped it. They're like, I'm, you are our mission. And that was very refreshing to see.
1: That's great. Really solid. Very heartfelt. Um, Here's my reason to recommend. listen, you listen, I'm just saying we've we've gotten too spoiled when it comes to special effects. You youngsters out there are like, "Oh, oh, well in uh Force Awakens or Rogue One, no, in Rogue One, you can s- clearly see the CGI people. You shut your mouth. You don't know what we've been through. Do your history. Look at the cgi of 1995 and you look back at today and you be grateful for how amazing everything has gotten since 1995 ah uh, this is the maybe the most curmudgeon i'll ever be about special effects and kids today look yeah. at what we thought was amazing <laughs> I remember thinking
0: we call it BTS. <laughs> I mean, it, the the visual effects it was BTS before Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> sure, it was only five months before Toy Story. BTS. But this is what we had.
1: Oh man, I yeah, I recommend it for that for sure. Uh, but also, man, if you have not seen this movie since like '95, you have to watch it, and it because it kind of in the same vein of like um, a lot of 90 phenomenon uh, movies like the Ninja Turtles. It's I'll say, on the positive end. It's so cool to see like what the time capsule is of like what was awesome and relevant then just like the movie opens with basically what short of Lucasfilm suing anyone a scrolling text. And then skydiving and skateboards and rollerblading, like it's just like, oh, that—that's what I thought being in high school was like. Just you hang out with your friends and you roller skate around town and you skydive and mm-hmm. color coordinated outfits. Uh, but yeah, I—I'd recommend it for that. It's—it's it's so fun to just like look back and and just think of what your young self was thinking when you were watching this movie. Uh, so that's why I recommend it. Hmm. That's great. All right, that is our review of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. Let us know what you remember about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie on Twitter and Instagram. Both places we are at Flashback Flicks and please leave us a review um, on iTunes. It really helps the show get discovered more and it lets people know that this is a place where we appreciate how good we have it with CGI. BTS. Uh, Leave us a review letting us know um, on a scale of... um, On a scale of Frogzord to mm-hmm. any other sword
0: <laughs> you can gonna do frog sword you could do on a scale of one to five alphas with uh alpha one being the worst and alpha five being the best uh just give us an iii <laughs> yes, yeah
1: i like that one and be sure to tune in next time right here on the flashback Flix retro movie podcast until then remember to be kind and rewind